BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. <laughs> and I'm JC, and that is not our real voice, <laughs> or your real voice. I'm going to talk like an old Hollywood. Oh. I ruined it. An old, I get so nervous. Why are you nervous? I'm not good at impressions, accents, but I'm better when I'm alone than when I try and do it <laughs> in front of people. <laughs> Just in your bathroom alone, trying to do a British accent. Uh, do you talk to yourself? No. I'm like, do voices tell you to hurt people? <laughs> I really don't talk to myself, I don't think. You don't? Like, because like you're always with life. Sometimes I'm like, probably we get <laughs> trying to justify myself. Well, what do you talk to yourself about? I am constantly, like, in the car, I'll have a conversation with myself. In your head? In my head, but okay. then I'll say a phrase. I'll say something out loud. Really? Like, if I'm driving and I'm just like, well, of course you did. Or, like, oh, I'll sorry. say something. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me right now. I don't. I'm just and, I, it. and to my dog, I talk to her all day long. Oh, I definitely talk to a lady. Yeah. I feel like you're a psychopath if you don't talk to your dog. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you don't like dogs, get out. Because the Grinch even had a dog. So that really says something about you, doesn't it? True. Um, okay, so I'm in California right now visiting JC and Leif in their home. And we are feeling all the fall vibes this weekend, guys. We are. We had some pumpkin spice cookies from Trader Joe's. Pumpkin JoJo's, check them out. They're so good. So good. So addicting. And then we watched a spooky uh, show. We talked about this last time. We've been watching The Sinner. It's scary. Scary, but so good. And then we went to a pumpkin patch. We bought a pumpkin. It was $16. I do regret it. (laughs) It wasn't even one you can carve. No, but it's cute for decoration. Can't wait for it to rot in two days. <laughs> it's not going to rot. It's really actually pretty cute. It's no, my, it's actually so cute. It's on my uh, side table right now in my, I almost said the laundry room. What? In my family put room. put it on our washing machine. <laughs> it's really cute. So we did that um, and we're just having a great time. And today we got to talk with Chrissy Powers, who is amazing and basically does, does it, it all. all. Yeah. She. I'm just going to read her Instagram bio, honestly, because... She just explains kind of what she does. So she's a licensed therapist, a career coach, and an online educator. She has her own podcast called Sure Babe, and it's super great. And then she also has an e-course that she just launched, which she'll talk about and we'll talk about a little bit. Um, But it's called Find Your Voice, A Mindful Approach to Making Your Passions Profitable. And I wanted to read this little thing that's on her site about it. Um... Because when you first hear that, you think it's only for influencers and bloggers. Yeah. But it's really for anyone who is looking to like go after a dream they have or just make their passions profitable, basically. And so these are two, co- two quotes on her website. So it says, I feel overwhelmed. I know what I love to do, but I don't know how to make a living doing it. Or I feel directionless. I get so much advice on how to grow, but none of it seems to work. And then it says, either one sound familiar. And she's basically just saying... She she goes from there and explains the course a little more and talks about how um, they're going to help you basically figure out how to do that. And and she goes into it a lot when we talk to her. She kind of talks about what inspired her to do that, um, kind of what credibility she has to do that, because a lot of people, I think, try to do that without knowing. Right. Or without having the passion behind that and like a good 
why and the experience them. honestly yeah and so like jay said she's a therapist she gives some great marriage advice great motherhood mom guilt advice me and jc learned a lot and are both going to start therapy tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, we, we learned a lot and she is very knowledgeable. You can just tell, um, she's had a lot of experience, life experience doing a bunch of different things. She was an artist. Like she has a lot of stuff under her belt. And so she's definitely credible and she's someone that is, what's the word I'm looking for? Not credible. a superwoman. Yeah. Chelsea's <laughs> like, she is superwoman. <laughs> No, seriously, she's awesome. So I think you guys are really going to love this episode. So she also was nice enough to give you guys a discount code for 15% off if you guys want to get the e-course. And the discount code is FINDYOURTRIBE. Uh, so if you want it, go to, let's see, what is it? ChrissyPowers.com. And then if you go to the courses section, it'll take you right to the e-course. And that Just is how you can find it. Check out for all you listeners. You get a special discount. Repeat that. That's 15% off with the code. 15% off with the code. Find, find your, your tribe. tribe. Thank you. And have a great day. That was our first sponsorship. <laughs> Thanks everyone. <gasps> really though. I think you guys are really going to like it. Are you texting someone right now? No. I'm like, it's nothing. It's <laughs> just completely stopped recording the podcast. No, I'm trying to make sure that texting. we gave the right info. Yes, we did. Okay. So let's get on into it. Let's jump right in. All right, guys, we're here today with our special guest, Chrissy Powers. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Thank you, guys. We're it's good so to be here. excited. Uh, so we just want to start out and have you tell the listeners about yourself, where you live, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I am a, first of all, mother to three, married to a surfer, carpenter. <laughs> so fun. Dream yes. life. Yes. We live in San Diego. Love it. Um, I am also a licensed marriage and family therapist, have been since 2010 now. Um, or sorry, no, not 2010, 2000, <laughs> what was it? 13. Yeah. Sweet. And, um, I, also am a blogger and influencer. Um, I feel like I have a lot of passions and somehow figured out how to combine them all online. Um, so I, I love blogging. I love, um, I also have a podcast as well called sure babe and, um, which we were talking about earlier. It's just so fun to like talk about your passions on, on this forum. Yeah. So yeah. So I have a podcast, a blog. I, um, influence on Instagram at Chrissy J powers, talk a lot about motherhood and marriage relationships and, um, just starting to open up more about like mental health and, um, specifically anxiety and things like that. So that's, that's awesome. who I am in a nutshell. How did you get the name? So your podcast, you said, sure, babe, how did yes. you get that name? Oh, I love that you asked that. Okay. So my personality is very, um, tenacious. Like I just want to like, I want everything out of the world that I can get. And mm. I've always been like that. I want to, when I was little, I wanted to like, know when we'd be at like a party and I'd be like, when's the next one or when's the next trip? Like <laughs> yeah. I just love life. And my husband is very, um, he loves life too, but he's more practical. And so like, yeah. I'm always telling him my dreams. And I was like going to, you know, talking about, I'm going to have a podcast. Let's, I'm going to do a podcast. And I'm, and he goes, sure, babe. And I was like, that's the title that's of the it. Name. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's so hilarious. That's how I got the title of my podcast. Cause I was like, it meant to me, like, he's like, sure, babe. Yeah. But also like, yeah, like sure, he you supports you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's kind of like a little that's play so on funny. words. Yeah. Well, I and your that. podcast is about like marriage, marriage yeah, motherhood, uh, career and lifestyle. That's what I say in my podcast because I like to interview other women like yourselves, like to talk about like what they do and how they do it. Um, so I want to inspire women in general to just go after what they're passionate about and to help them make a living out of that. Mm -hmm. But I also like to talk about the real things in life, like how to have a healthy relationship with yourself or with your spouse or with your partner and, um, also parenting. So pretty much it's just what it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. That's awesome. I feel like my husband says that to me a lot too. Yeah. Sure, babe. Sure, babe. <laughs> That's so good. So how did you, um, kind of decide you want to do, to be a therapist or how'd you get into that stuff? Yeah. I get asked that a lot. Um, people email me and say like, how do you do that? Or how'd you, how, you know, is it hard to go back to school? And I always encouraged, 
people that email me, like, if you feel like that calling, do it because it may be hard to go back to school and it's a sacrifice, um, especially if you have kids, but it really is a calling. And I felt like that. Um, so I was in a job I didn't really like right out of college and I just wasn't fulfilled by it. And I always wanted to work with people and I struggled myself with depression growing up in, in college. And then that morphed into an eating disorder. So I really had to go back and get help. And the therapist that helped me also had, um, had an eating disorder in the past. And I, I'd, I'd always tell myself like, you couldn't do that cause you're too messed up. You couldn't be a therapist. And then I realized, oh, the best therapists are the ones that actually have been through mm-hmm. it's kind of the similar things that you're going to therapy for. And so I was like, I could, I could go back to school. And then, so I really had to like kind of overcome the negative thoughts that I had about becoming someone that helps other people. Mm -hmm. And I talked to a career coach and she helped me realize like that quitting my really good job, it was actually a really good job, even though it wasn't fulfilling, you know, to go back to school and do something that I was called to do would be so much better and, and more fulfilling, even though it was a sacrifice and it took and probably four years, like I had to go back and do prerequisites and then grad school and then years of practicing to become a licensed therapist. And it really was worth it. And time really does fly by. So that's how I got into marriage and family therapy. Yeah. I like how, when we were talking before you said, it's just five years, like it's going to happen. And I always hear that phrase. It's time passes anyways, Mm -hmm. because I have the same minds. We've talked about this many times where it's like, by you think if you have not accomplished a certain thing by a certain age, you're it's death. Like you're like, no, I have no more time, but really you have so much time and it's like the time is going to pass anyways. Cause I even think about five years ago right now and I'm like, Oh, things that I said, Oh, well that's going to take five years. Yeah. I should have just done it. You should have just done it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a light bulb went off when she said that. I was like, you're right. Like, and I couldn't believe how fast college had gone for me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, when you're in it, you're thinking like, oh, four years of school, it's so long. But then you're out of it and you're like, no, that went by so fast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's cool. mm -hmm, That's kind of what made me do it. Yeah. Do you feel like there were certain, certain attributes of yourself that made you, what was you like you a good career choice. Like, cause you said it was your calling. Like what yeah. attributes did you have that you felt like that was That's a good, good question? I've always felt like the peacemaker growing up in school and like with friends, like I always wanted to like be the, the camp counselor or the person that helped someone feel better about themselves or to solve a problem in school. Um, like with your, you know, classmates and stuff. So I did always feel like that was part of my personality. And then when I had really kind of I had a really great childhood and upbringing, but that still doesn't discriminate you from actually having mental illness. And Mm -hmm. I learned that I had depression and my dad opened up to me and said, you know, that runs in our family and I have it too. And it's completely normal and you're not weird for having it. And it really made my dad and I closer and it helped me learn so much more about the world and that, and other people. And so I, really then wanted to like go and back, go back and help other people in that way. Even though I felt like I was kind of too messed up to be a therapist. I was like, no, actually you can always be working on yourself and, and help other people in that way. Are you a very much a problem solver too, or just more of a peacemaker? Um, because it's like, sometimes it's more important to make sure no one's feelings get hurt rather than like actually getting to the bottom of it. Do you feel that way or in my marriage, I'm very much the problem solver. It's so funny, like, because yeah. I, some, my husband is like, no, I just want to be heard. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny because like our roles are reversed and I'm like, no, this is how you solve the problem. Yeah. But then in therapy, I love it because you're just a sounding board for people's emotions and you really don't try to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. You help empower them to solve the problem. So in session with someone, I really am just helping them dive deeper into themselves into, um, usually, you know, how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is creating a safe place for you to open up and be yourself and to be validated for your emotions or to process past traumatic events. So I'm less of a problem solver in session with someone mm-hmm. and more of just like, this is a safe place to explore who you are and what you've been through. Um, I do some career counseling, which I absolutely love. And I feel like then I get to be a little bit more of a problem solver because it's more practical. It's like, Mm -hmm. here's a tool that can help you, you know, have you thought about this or like, so, um, yeah, so it kind of is 
that way. And you're both. Yeah. That makes sense. I was going to ask you if you ever feel it hard, even though you do have the tools because you've been to school to apply it into your own marriage, into your own life. Yes. And I'm laughing because I think even last night, my husband was like, you're the therapist. <laughs> he'll, he'll throw that in my, in my face all the time. Like you should know the answer. And I'm like, nope, I don't know the answer. When yeah. it comes to your own life, it's so much harder, especially parenting. Because you have your own emotions and you have to stop your own emotions, not stop it, I should say, but create a pause between emotion and reaction. And sometimes it's just harder in your own life to do that. Mm -hmm. And when it's your job and you're in session and you're like, okay, I'm mentally tuning out my life and I'm really getting into someone else's life. So I had heard a um, professor in grad school explain empathy this way, which I absolutely love. The empathy is really putting one foot into someone else's world and having one foot in your own. So you're not really, you know, mm -hmm. you're not having sorrow for them. You're not being sympathetic to them. You're like trying to understand what it's like to be them. Um, I like that. Yeah. So when you're in <clears throat> session with someone or trying to help someone, it's easier to do that because that's kind of like the one focus that you have. But in your own life at home, it's like, you know, there's emails to answer, there's dinner to cook, there's a diaper to change, there's a kid that's crying, there's a husband that needs attention too, you know, because you have that relationship, you want to connect. And so it's a lot harder um, in your own life. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that would and to sense. a very small degree, I feel that way with, you know, I come out with these ebooks and I'm like, this is how you can follow your dreams and grow your following. And then I catch myself doing the things that, yeah. you know, I've said, don't compare yourself to other people, try and do this. And then I catch myself doing it. And I'm like, oh, I need to take my own advice, but it's hard to apply that to yourself sometimes. Oh yeah. So everything I've written is usually for myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> totally. It's like what you need to hear. Yes. Yeah. I heard a quote that says like, you teach what you need to learn the most. Yep. And That's I, yeah. so true. And I have yeah. the most to say about those things. Cause I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Like this is what I need to hear. So I'm going to write about it and remind mm -hmm. myself. And maybe someone else needs to hear it too. Yeah. Probably they do. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So do you come out of sessions? Wow. I needed to hear that for myself. A lot of times. Because I, mm -hmm. I mean, I think everyone needs therapy just in general. Yeah. I mean, do you feel the same way? Or... Oh yeah. I, <laughs> even before we were married, I was like, we need to go to couples therapy because yeah. I just wanted to be the best we could be. Mm -hmm. Um, I now feel like if it's not broke, don't fix it. You don't need to go to mm -hmm. therapy if things are fine. Um, but there's always like books you can read or like, you know, conferences you could go to mm -hmm. and things like that. But um, no, I do. I do agree that personal growth is like worth every penny. Yeah. So yeah, I do think that we are all broken people. So of course, mm -hmm. like therapy um, is good for, you know, yeah. everybody. Well, and that's why therapists have therapist as well yes yeah oh, totally <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's so funny mm -hmm. so how often do people normally go to therapy is it just all across the board super different like do people yeah. come to you once a week normally for a few I don't know how I've never been to therapy which I absolutely need to <laughs> but um so typically it is once a week but I started seeing clients that were a little bit more higher functioning so that they would just maybe come every other week or um sometimes even once a month, it was just kind of more like a checkup and, but there's all different kinds of, you know, um, reasons for therapy. And right. so if you have like a diagnosis, that's pretty acute, meaning like it's, um, you know, you're having lots of symptoms and you're unable to get out of bed and stuff like that, then, then you would probably need therapy once a, a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all different. Totally different yeah. for every person. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think before I was married, I thought of people going to therapy, especially couples. I don't know, just being very naive, like, oh, they're on the brink of yeah, a divorce yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. But now I think a lot of people go to therapy, even if. Totally. You know, I mean, things are generally okay, but they could work on certain things. It's like, well, let's yeah. try and work through this. So. Yeah. My husband and I, and I just started to become more open about this. Um, we have been to therapy on and off for seven years and then we've been married for eight. Um, and it was just really difficult for us in the beginning. Uh, we, I don't feel like we were happily married at all. It was really hard for him. He was a little bit older when we got married and he was just really independent. And so letting me into his life and trusting me, was really hard for him. Even though we were so in love and we were meant to get married, it, it was like merging two different cultures and, so it took us a while. So having that support, that 
that couples therapist to support us was so key. And it, it, you know, it, I said the other night on our podcast that it saved our marriage. He's like, no, 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 it didn't save it. We were okay. He was just like, yeah, but it helped us have a space to really both be heard and to like stop fighting and to listen to each other and to understand what it was like to be the other person. And it gave us really good tools to work with that now we feel like we can share with other people. And we're like really excited to be able to do that on the podcast and encourage other people in their marriage. I always think the times when I think we need to go to couples therapy is when we're in an argument and I know I'm right. And I'm like, yes. let's go to a therapist so she can tell you so that I'm she right. She can tell you I'm right. And there's been times where I'm like, I cannot wait to go to our therapist yeah. because she's going to totally see my side. Seriously. But you know, the good ones always are allowing both. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, and I think I'm like, I'm sure that's not what it is. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people uh, go to therapy that you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I want to get your thought on this. So we recorded a podcast episode uh, recently and I asked, well, someone, we asked the question, what's the best advice you've ever been given? And, um, someone said, dang, I wish I could remember it word for word. Maybe I need to pull it up. Was this on your Instagram? No, uh, I I asked on Instagram. Yeah. But then we recorded a podcast episode with the, with the answers. Okay. And someone said, if a relationship is meant to work, it will work, but it will be easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that because we, mm. we gave our thoughts. Um, I just want to, I want to know what you think about that. Okay. That's what I thought in dating. Cause I would see friends like growing up, you know, when they're dating and they'd be on and off, on and off. And you're yeah. like, I would always say that too. Like, well, if it's meant to work, it should work. It should be easier than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I no longer think that because really? I, if that was the case, then I shouldn't be married to my husband because it's not been easy. But I always fell back on the fact that I felt like I was the one that was supposed to do it with him, like the hard, the hard times with him and to help him become a better person. Like we put in our vows that we were going to commit to change with each other because throughout life you're going to change. And so if you're changing with the person, um, then that's how you can grow together. But or grow with each other, <clears throat> but, um, that's hard. It's, and that changing is really difficult. Um, but, and if I looked at it like, Oh, the hardships and the fights that we've had, if that was a signal to us, not supposed to be together, then that, you know, we wouldn't have the life we have now with our three kids. Right. No, that makes sense. I like that. I kind of, and I prefaced it by saying, well, I've only been married for two and a half years. And so I don't feel like I'm even yeah. <laughs> qualified to like give marriage advice at all. But I, I said, well, I agreed with that a little bit because I remember seeing same thing, seeing friends where it's just like this, yeah. such a hard relationship. And I'm like, I don't think that it's supposed to happen then if it's like so hard and you guys are so different. It's like, why don't yeah. you just find someone who's who it's a little easier with, but I think everyone has their own like path and their own purpose. And maybe certain relationships are easier, but they go through other struggles. And then some people have, you know, the relationships a little harder and those other things are easier for them. So I think it just depends on the person for sure. And also where you're at in life. If you are like in high school and you're dating this guy and it's really hard and he's, you know, like not showing you that he's ready to commit to you. Like Maybe that's a symptom. Yeah, not break up with him, right? Break up with him. You deserve better. So I think you have to take into account where you're at in life. Don't say like I'm meant to struggle with this relationship if you're you're that young. Mm -hmm. Um or if it's toxic. Or if it's toxic, I was gonna say that too. Like if you're in a marriage and you're being abused or you know, it's just it it is toxic. Like you need to look at things like that. And that that is a different thing. Um but I would say if you're married and you're having hardships and you feel like this season is hard, because I would say we went through a really hard season of seven years on and off, like, you know, having kids and the stressors that we've had, um, it's, it, it made part of that, our, our relationship really hard, but, um, it all was for something and it was good. And it was like, okay, we have a foundation and we're going to work through this and, And it's like that love you could tell grew deeper and deeper and deeper. So there was always like, we always came out of it. So I think you had that. So you have to look at like, okay, how is this, um, the cycle ending or like, am I just feeling the same way? Um, you know, depleted or my love tank is not filled up, you know? 
That makes sense. I like that verbiage of seasons because that's mm-hmm. how I feel. We got married basically at the same time. I got married like a month after her. So we've been married for like two and a half years. And I feel like we've had seasons. But sometimes I feel like our seasons are different than... Because he's like, oh, we, this was a great time for us. And I'm like, what? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Like we have different views about it. But I, I like that because I think it definitely has not been the same throughout the two and a half. Like, yeah, it's always been this way. Like sometimes it's been great. Sometimes it's been extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that question or that advice, I was saying, I think the easy part that should be easy is making the commitment to each other. Everything else is not easy. Making that like, okay, we're going to be here for each other. That part's easy. And knowing that it's your person to do that with. You nailed it. That's exactly it. Just coming back to the commitment and choosing to love each other. Mm -hmm. What is the biggest marriage problem you see? That is actually a pretty easy fix, if that even makes sense. Uh, okay, so I think that we're all selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so easy to like get into your own head. And like when you're feeling emotion, it's like it's even harder to like try to be empathic with your partner and think, what are they feeling? I don't care what he's feeling when I'm feeling like hurt, mm-hmm. you know, or upset or depleted. Um, but I feel like you can have a really good relationship if you can just slow down and like, okay, even ask for like five minutes to say like, right now I just need five minutes to calm down so that I can come back and we cannot fight about this or Mm -hmm. we can like solve the problem. Um, And so it's like not communication because people think, oh, I need to go learn how to communicate. We need a better communication. It's like, it's, it's not that you're not talking, it's that you're not talking well to each other. And so, Ooh, I like that. yeah, so it's like, usually we talk too much and we're just mm-hmm. like, Bleh. and sometimes I have to ask my husband to like, Hey, just give me some space so I can like calm down from my own heightened emotions. And then I can come back to you and I cannot see you as a monster basically. Like yeah. we had one therapist <laughs> say, you need to literally like envision yourself taking off the other person's monster suit because they're not a monster. Aww. Like, but in marriage sometimes your husband or wife can like feel like an enemy almost Mm -hmm. because they're like not seeing your point of view or they're not wanting what you want. And Mm -hmm. so if you can just calm down a little bit enough to like breathe and take care of your own emotions, calm down and then ask yourself, what is that person feeling? Why are they feeling that way? Become a really good listener, basically. I really like that. Okay. Super good. I have, I'm going to ask your opinion on something really fast, but I know that me and JC have this conversation where we're talking. So I'm a lot like her husband and she's a lot like my husband. Yeah. And that's why we're BFF. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we married the male version of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because I'm that way where I, that's really good to hear because I always think I need to just be better at communicating, but I have to leave sometimes yeah. when I'm like, otherwise, like, cause my emotions get very built up and I'm like, I will explode and say something I don't mean if I don't have like a second to like cool off and like realize that you're a human being yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that I'm being a monster. But, and she was saying, she's like, no, let's talk about this right now. Like, let's get this out and open. I need to say what I feel. And that's how my husband is where he's like, no. So what do you think about the whole, like never go to bed angry thing? <laughs> that's really funny. Cause I grew up learning that too. Like, don't ever go to bed. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And I'm like, it's like impossible sometimes. Cause there are some nights where you're just like, this is not going to get solved tonight and I have to be okay with that. So I would say if you, if, if, Hey, if you can go to bed, not angry, that is great. More power to you. But, um, some couples can't, I, I know me and my husband are one of them. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we have to like resolve it in the morning when we're both calm down, especially cause we're parents and we're exhausted. And so it's like, exactly, we might yeah. need a night's sleep to come back in the morning to like, Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Like, I really, you know, felt like this or so. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. kind of my take on it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. sense. Because I always felt guilty because I sometimes always, sometimes always, well, I'm like, I sometimes (laughs) Sometimes always am a brat, but (laughs) no, I, I oftentimes go to bed when we're in a fight because Mm -hmm. I think I'm just so tired and I don't feel myself becoming unselfish tonight. So (laughs) I like like tomorrow morning, let's do this again because I'll be fresh. Also, me and Jace were also saying we're so psycho about getting our eight hours of sleep. So if I feel like my eight hours is going to get compromised, yeah, forget about it. Yeah. 
And you have to have like grace for yourself and then grace for the other person. Like, mm-hmm. which I feel like my, my husband's really great about that too. He knew the last season of my life was really stressful. Like I had a baby, I produced an e-course at the same time. I still had blogging partnerships to uphold. And it's like, he knows I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. And, and he had to have a lot of grace for me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you have to have that for yourself and your spouse. Seriously. And at different seasons of life, you probably have to have that for him oh, more so. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So we want to talk a little bit about balancing motherhood and marriage. Yeah. And this might be like a hard question to answer, but what do you think comes first? That's a really good question. So I also grew up hearing your husband comes first. You're, you need to like put him first. And I'm yeah. like, who came up with that rule? Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, like, when you have children, they literally need you to survive. Like, you know, and, and as a mother, there's something that just comes alive in you. Um, that's innate when you have a child, like you'll do anything. I always remember my mom saying like, yeah, I would die for you if I had to. And I would thought that was like the, are you serious? Like, how could she do that? Like, you know, as a kid and now I'm like, yes, as a mom, you would definitely die for your child. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's that love that's just so deep for your children that you actually, it is harder to choose your spouse because, um, and they do, they need your, your marriage needs it, needs you to choose each other. Um, and your family needs it. Um, so like recently Sam and I just went on a date and it was so good for us to connect, but you know what? We're not connecting every night like that, but it was, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was like the first date in three months since we had our last child and, and it really was what we needed. And we both just connected so well. And, and the weekend went so better with so much better with the kids. But in reality, it's, you know, you're a mom and, and your kids, especially if you have kids that are really young, I've heard it said that kid having kids that are like five years and younger is like one of the hardest phases because they need so much from you. So mm-hmm. we both know that and we're both accepting of that. And we both, you know, if you, if you fight against that, I feel like it would be harder. Um, but right now we're just accepting that we are in a real hard phase. And we said Mm -hmm. to each other the other day, we're like, yeah, it's a little less romantic and it's more like, we're just like, we're combating together. We're in the trenches together. We're side by side team team. Like we're on defense together. And so we like, I like that. It made me feel so much closer to him because it was like, that's where we're at right now. We both see it and he's not needing more from him or he's not needing more from me that I can give because he understands that I'm just drained all day with like giving to other people. So sometimes it just looks like, Hey, we just fall in bed and high five. We're we're not like, you know, right. Mm -hmm. But then when you do connect, like make it worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I think people get that mixed up. They take it to a different extreme where it's they're not saying, "Oh, you, what? Which one would you pick to yeah. save, like in a car crash yeah. or something?" <laughs> yeah, I don't really think it's about that per yeah. se as much as I don't know. what do you give your any mom? Yeah. yeah, any mom would be like, "You fend for yourself." I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like mama the kids, bear comes out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, kids can't fend for themselves. Yeah. But now I feel like we live in a culture; it's so much better. Dads are just as involved as moms. Like mm-hmm. my husband, he makes dinner every night. He yeah. You know, we don't really have the same gender roles that our parents had growing up. We really are a team because we both work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I stay home with the kids during the day and he goes to work, but he knows that I'm also working during nap times and he knows I'm trying to answer emails on the fly. And like he comes home and he will let me like, Hey, do you have to answer emails? Do you have to write that post? Do you have to, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he'll make dinner cause he's so much better at it than me. <laughs> so I feel like, um, I feel like we do live in a culture now like that is a little bit more understanding that we're both teammates definitely and I think there's a lot of those phrases like we've mentioned that don't go to bed bed angry like you know choose your husband first Mm -hmm. there's a lot of phrases like that Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that's why a lot of people need to go to therapy to realize that that's not always (laughs) yeah the case you know and maybe sorry my newborn's wiggling around um no you're fine instead of saying choose your husband first I would like to say just make your marriage a priority And then if you do that, I think everything else will fall into order. And so I notice if I'm not making my marriage a priority, then everything else seems kind of harder. And for me, making my marriage a priority is just like 
if my husband's talking to me about something, I need to listen better and, um, check in with him. You know, sometimes it's hard. I think it's a little wild, but, um, yeah, just checking in daily. Like, how are you doing? Um, but also just like, it's not every week we go on a date night. I love when people are like, yeah, we have weekly date nights. I'm like, that's amazing. How do you do that? Yeah, seriously. Right now we're in a phase where we just can't make that happen. But hey, we made that once a month date. Like we made it matter. It yeah. was awesome. Mm, seriously. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just about working with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be your best tip for, for balancing motherhood and work? That's a really good question. It depends on your work for sure. Cause I know a lot of moms are working nine to five real hard and they have to do the daycare thing and stuff. You know, personally, I'm a stay at home working mom where I, I probably should hire more help, but I'm, you know, just not there yet. Like with my newborn can't leave her. Um, I would say you definitely need to be patient with yourself. If you're trying to be, if you're doing anything entrepreneurial and motherhood at the same time, um, you have to really know what is essential. I'm reading that book right now, Essentialism. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's really good. Um, just helping you streamline things better and really know, okay, what is essential? I used to think like I had to answer every email that came in when it came in, or I had to respond to every text right away. And I'm really learning now that like, that's not what <laughs> her little sneeze. sneeze, the cutest, so cute. I wish my sneeze sounded like that. Yeah, she's so funny. Um, I'm just really learning that I don't have to say yes to everything. I need to say yes to the things that are truly essential. And then one, you know, know what that is. For for one, that's my kids. Like, um, no, I am not the perfect mom. I let them watch probably too much TV and stuff like that. But, you know, that's something we're working on. And I... I just have to, if my kids need me, that comes first and everything else falls to the wayside. But also I do make myself a priority. Like I'm um, not just a mom. I'm a woman that has like passions and desires and a career and I want to help other people and I want to, you know, um, produce things and create content. And so I do make time for that, you know, and I, I kind of let them know like, Hey, mommy's working right now and I'll be with you in five minutes. Um, so I like to say like balance as a mom doesn't really exist. It's more like a spectrum. It's like, I like that. it can happen sometimes and I feel great and everybody's happy. And then sometimes. sometimes it's all falling apart and I need to just drop what I'm doing and be a mom and be present. So that's good. a really good answer. Yeah. I don't know if that all made sense. No, no, it, no does. it does. <laughs> okay. I mean, not to, we don't have kids, so necessarily not, yeah. maybe not to us, but, um, so we've heard the phrase mommy guilt a lot. Oh yeah. What do you think about that? And how do you, do you have it? And how do you kind of deal with that? Even though you kind of just touched on that, but yes, I definitely have struggled with mom guilt. Um, and it usually happens right when you want to go to bed <laughs> and hmm. you're like, Oh, I could have handled that better. Did I spend enough time with my kids? Did I, you know, what's funny too, is like having an iPhone in your pocket is like <clears throat> the world at your fingertips. And it's like having everything, your computer, your And our, my mom, they didn't have that, like, you know, and so they didn't have that distraction. I remember my mom said that too. She's like, you know, it's a lot harder for you guys because you have that distraction. Um, But it's also able, it's made me able to have a career like Mm -hmm. from home, but it's also made me able to connect to other women and not feel so alone at, you know, with my kids um, or isolated. So it's a balance of just knowing okay, where is most of my time going or my quality time? And you can do things in, I think I, I like to think of it as like batch, doing things in like a batch order, like um, answering emails one time a day and not doing that on the fly anymore like I used to. That's helped me a lot. Like I'll do that. I'll answer emails when the kids go to bed now. Um, I can't create content anymore when they go to bed because I'm like a zombie. Yeah. So <laughs> if I need to do something like create content, then I'm like, I'm going to plan that out. I'm going to plan it while the kids are in school or I'm actually going to get a babysitter for that because I deserve to do that too. Like, a you know, and, yeah. and also feel like I need to still, you know, have that part of my life. That's not just. Makes you feel like a human being. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel like a human being that I can have a career and kids at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely possible. And I think you, I mean, obviously we're not moms, but I think that it's definitely possible to be a great mom and yeah. a working mom. And I think that's a misconception that that's not possible. Yep. 
I've heard that a lot. It's like, you can't be a good mom if you're working or if you're, if you have a career. And I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. And I think you, I think it's more of like just being good parents. Cause if you have a spouse that's like just as supportive and just as involved as a dad, then your kids are going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to think too, like I'm giving my kids a different upbringing where they see a mom that's working too. Mm -hmm. And they see that women also, um, and if you're just, if you don't have a career right now and you are full on mothering mode, do not feel bad at all. Like just you own that and that is enough work. But if you do feel like, Hey, I also have this like passion that I want to do on the side or, you know, I see other moms like starting this or that, or I want to go back to school at night and I want to become a therapist. Like then I would say, pay attention to that and figure out how you can do that. Whether it's going to take you two years or five years, like it doesn't matter as long as you're working towards those things that are calling you to more. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely never want to make any mom feel bad for just, um, you know, for just being a mom, just being a mom. It's like a ton of work. You are everything to those kids you're a therapist to them you're yeah, a, uh-huh. a chef you're a chauffeur you're like you're shaping a, a human yeah so it's it's an being a mom is a calling for sure so um yeah I don't know where I got off on that tangent. no not <laughs> good I heard or I forget I think her name's Allie Wong have you seen her Netflix yes, and she like makes the joke of Everyone always asks me, like, how do you balance motherhood and work? And she's like, no one ever asks guys that nope. because they don't. <laughs> That's so... Yeah, anyway, she has I a lot of mom jokes and Totally saw that. She, so funny. Yeah, when she like went to work after she had a baby and they were like, Where, who's with the baby? And she's like, you think I created this person on my own? He's yeah. with his dad. Yeah. It's like, that's hilarious. Like, I know. She's yeah. like, what do you mean? I have a child with a, another person. With another person. Like, but yeah. I think, I think I remember that joke. And then she was like, he's not with my husband though. He's with my nanny. Yeah. 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 She's like, I hired that help. Yeah. Yep. Seriously. That's so funny. I know someone tweeted once and they were like, like my friend just asked if um, my husband could babysit like my kid tonight. Like they're like, oh, well, maybe your husband can babysit him. She's like, it's his child. <laughs> like he's not babysitting. Yeah. He's just yes. parenting. Like so He's funny. parenting. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So you have an e-course. Is yes. that what it's called? An e-course? Yeah. yeah. Online course? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, course on yeah. building. Well, tell us a little about it. I was okay. about to summarize it, but you do a lot better job. So, so I created an e-course actually while I was pregnant. So over the last nine months, I feel like I birthed two babies. Literally. <laughs> My first baby girl. And one from your head and one from another <laughs> exactly. part. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which was a lot more painful. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the e-course was, yeah, it was just, it was an awesome experience to make. Um, I felt like I wanted to create something that answered all the questions that I get from people, but also um, some of the things I do in therapy. I combined basically my education skills as a therapist, um, with my experience as an entrepreneur, um, online marketer, influencer, blogger. And I wanted to help people figure out what it is they're meant to do, how to do that well, how to brand themselves, how to learn about influence, growing a following, basically how to do what they're supposed to do online. Um, or just in life in general. But since now we live in the internet days, like we're, you know, if you have a business, you should be online. You should have an Instagram. You should know how to market yourself on social media. So we added that into the course, but it's called find your voice, a mindful approach to making your passions profitable. Because I wish I had a course like this after college, because I don't regret anything I did. I just feel like I um, could have saved some time. Um, Cause everything I've done, everything I've failed at, I've learned so much from, and it's always pointed me to where I'm supposed to be. But if I could just tap into myself a little bit more, my heart, my experiences in the past, who I was as a child, I feel like I could have figured out a little bit earlier on what I meant to do and how to do that. And so that's basically what we created. It's this chock full e-course, like nine videos, 24 PDFs. Like it's a lot of information. We tell people just to take their time at it. Um, but it is different in the fact that we added mindfulness exercises to it. So we walk you through doing meditations and mindfulness exercises to really tap into who you are as a person and what your voice is, because we found that if you could find that out, whatever you're going to do is going to be so much better, so much more concise. You'll be more successful at it because you're going to know who you are what your look is and what your message is. And so we were thinking, 
I've always been drawn to um, people, you know, on Instagram or on in their businesses that really know who they are. Um, Cause it's just like, wow, you can just see it. It comes together in a very good package. So we created something that's going to help people to be able to discover more about themselves what is it, what it is they're meant to do, or if they already know what they're meant to do, like more details about that, what that's, what does that look like? And then how to present that all in a business or in a brand and then how to do it online. That's so awesome. Yeah. So also backtracking a little, tell us a little bit about how you got started blogging and doing the whole influencer thing and how that yeah. kind of connected with your therapy and all that stuff that you were doing. Yeah. So I had my first child in um, 2012 and um, did not know what a blog was and just kind of had a friend say they wanted to blog. And I was like, wow, what's that? So we like did everything, like read the books, like we read platform by Michael Hyatt. Um, and, but there really wasn't anything that told you how to blog. Mm -mm. So we kind of figured it out ourselves and I ended up just making my own personal blog because I realized I can write more about my family and blogging really is personal because you're really opening up and letting people into your life. And, I loved it because I could combine like, Hey, my kid had a tantrum. This is how I dealt with it. Or, um, I have anxiety and this is how I deal with it. But also this is where we're going and it's really fun and you should go here too. And so it's, yeah. like, I started blogging in that way, just taking pictures of my kids. Cause, uh, I should, uh, preface that I'm an art major in college. I was a um, studio art major slash photography. And this was before digital cameras. I'm like totally dating myself, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah. So I love photography. I studied in Paris. I just absolutely like loved travel and all that stuff. So when I had a child, like I just had this thing in my head. I was like, I want to take really good pictures of their childhood. So I did that. And then I'm like, well, I want people to see these. So I'm like, I put mm-hmm. them up on my blog and then that's where I started writing. So that's how I got into blogging. And I never set out for it to be like a job. It was always just like a hobby and it was just fun. And then when someone wanted to give me something for free, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like they yeah. wouldn't give me this. And I was just so thankful. Like it was, felt like such a blessing, especially, um, as a mom, I was like, yeah, cool clothes for my kid. That's yeah. awesome. And I, I loved it too, because I could, I could promote other people's hard work. Um, and I, I just loved it and connecting with people. It's just part of my personality that I like. But, um, yeah, then it became an actual career and I was like, this is so cool. Like I can, I only have a certain amount of hours that I can see a client in, in an office, but online I could write something that will help encourage so many more people and not have to charge them. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of how I look at blogging and influencing right now. That's really good. For me. I think a lot of people, I mean, I get messages as well all the time that you know, people want to be bloggers. They want to be influencers. They don't know how to start. Um, and I think that something that I love about your e-course and what you're doing, and we kind of briefly talked about this before we started recording, but is that you're incorporating these mindful practices and you're incorporating more emotion into, into it because there's a lot of stuff out there that's like, here's how to grow your following in these 10 steps or like, here's how to do this. But what people don't realize is that it's so much deeper than that. Yep. And I, I've mentioned, I mentioned this to you before too, but like, I'm such an overthinker and such a, I feel deeply and I feel like I have friends or people that I know where it's just like their blog is their business and they don't put much of, you know, their personal, I don't, I don't want to say they don't put their soul into it, but it's like, if they get hate comments, it's like, eh, hey, whatever. They brush it off because they're like, this is just my job. Like, people are going to hate, which I admire them for, honestly, yeah. because I'm just not like that. But I think in creating my ebook as well, when I created it, it's called Make Yourself Proud. It doesn't have anything to do with necessarily, you wouldn't look at it and be like, oh, that's a guide to, you know, growing your following on Instagram. But when I created that, I feel like I had a similar mindset where it's like, people don't realize you have to, you have to know who you are and you have to be passionate about spreading a certain message to really be successful at yeah. influencing in my opinion. Exactly. Well, what influencing is really is building trust with people. Um, and that's what companies are buying into when they ask you to do a sponsored post, they're buying into the trust that you've built with your audience and the and credibility. So, yeah. So that's really, but I look at influencing too, is like, if I had a company, um, 
I always talk about Glossier because I feel like they have such a good brand. They do. I um, love them. Yeah. They just really knew their target audience. They know their branding colors and they know the girl that they're selling to. And they have created such a cohesive brand. So I just, but, um, they're all also influential. They're a company, but they're influential, um, because people trust them and, um, and they, they know what they're getting when they buy their products. So yeah, influencing is for both sides. Like it's for companies as well, because they're now it's not just an ad on TV. It's more of like, here's why we created this company and who's behind it and why people really, really want to know, like, if you own a, a shop on Etsy, they want to know you. They want to know like why you did it and what inspires you to create whatever you're creating. Um, so I'm glad that you created that because you really do have to know yourself first before you create anything good. Um, and Or maybe you are creating something good, but it's to be sustainable. Like You really want to know who you are. I worked with um, this company they are now called Ramble and co, but she started like, it was just a t-shirt printing company and they made really cute shirts for, you know, adults and kids. And she came to me and we worked together for like four sessions. And, uh, she's like, I want to rebrand, but I don't know what that looks like. I want to be more authentic to who we are. And so we've really got into the details of like who they are as a family, um, where they live, what they do and how that translates into their actual apparel line. And so it was awesome to work with her and see how that changed and how she got way more honed in to who they were. And then they changed it to Ramble and Co. And like their logo now is this armadillo because they're from Texas and it's so cool like oh, to see cute. their Instagram come alive and to see just what she writes about more. And then she's more, you know, ha she's happier because it's just more true to who she is. So totally. I do love that. And I've been things. talking about this so much lately. I've talk Chelsea's ear off about it and my husband, but it's like, I feel so, I don't feel fulfilled when I'm just like posting a cute photo yeah. of myself. I'm just like, it's not even that I feel vain or anything. I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, what's the point? Yeah. And so I feel like it really is important. Like, I mean, this isn't even that long, but I took like a week break off Instagram. Cause I was just like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what my messages. And like, I felt like when I first started, um, Instagram, I was very much or not first started, but the past few years I've been just trying to inspire people basically. Like, yeah. you know, I want to inspire you to follow what you're passionate about. And that's why I've created certain things. And the past few months I've just kind of like, you know, lost a little bit of a spark where I'm yeah. like, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Um, and it's very unfulfilling to just like be posting photos and yeah. It's just like, what, a, you know what I'm trying to say? And it's funny because no one would ever think that about you from just seeing your Instagram. They would be like, she's just killing it on it. You know, oh, she knows so what nice. she's doing, but you do inspire whether it's like a cute outfit. That's why I bought your presets. Cause I was like, yeah. I love what she's doing and she knows her colors and she's so like got this California thing going. And I was like, I need that. So yeah. I, I bought your presets there. Oh, thank They're you. They're in the e-course. You will find me. I'm so excited in the to tutorial. see that part. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, but I no, watched I, the first video and I love it so far. You should probably go into the, um, and Chelsea, will put, I will add you to the e-course e too. Cause I need it probably more than it. she does. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, there's a meditation called the table that mm -hmm. I am super proud of because I, I did this in session with someone. This is how I created it. She was an artist who became a mom and she had kids real close in age and she was just really struggling to, to find that time for herself. And she said, she came into session and she was, there was, she was heavy, you know, like you could feel the heaviness. She wasn't physically heavy, <laughs> but um, you feel the heaviness. She was just sad because she said, my artist has died. And she literally had all of her art. She was a painter and she had all of her art in a closet. It wasn't even hung up anymore because it was too painful to look at. And so we did this meditation where I had her close her eyes and we imagined a table and we imagined all the parts of herself coming to the table, like from childhood, from young adulthood, like high school, college, marriage, you know, all of these phases of life that shape you as a person. And I asked her to like, just be in that moment and notice who comes to the table and notice like what they say. And she came out of that meditation, just like, yeah, the artist was there, but she was quiet, but she wanted to be heard. And like, it was just yeah, so powerful. Yeah. yeah. It was so powerful to like do that with her. So that we added that we 
videoed it. So you'll see me at a table in the, in the e-course, um, just walking you through that meditation to just discover more about yourself. Like that maybe you didn't know, and you can keep doing meditations like all the time to discover new things, but based on where you're at in life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really think it's important to, to really, um, appreciate and acknowledge who we are as kids, who we are in all the different phases of our lives. And not just, you know, like I was a kid that grew up singing, you know, fake concerts with a hairbrush in the bathroom, wanting my family to like come see me sing. And it was like, not that I'm a singer at all, but it was like, I look at that. I'm like, yeah, I feel like maybe I was meant to like be, have a platform of some Mm -hmm. sort or something, you know, now I look at that and I'm like, I used to think that was just dumb or selfish or something, but I'm like, no, I'm now finally accepting. It's okay that I grew up and I said, I wanted to be on Oprah. Totally. (laughs) Okay. I wanted. Same. I was always like, I want to be an actress. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I definitely always had that thing where I wanted to be heard. I wanted to be heard, you know, and Mm -hmm. I feel the same. So that's good. And I think a lot of people do make you feel guilty for that. Yeah. Cause even as a kid, I I remember I was the same. Like I would want to be the center of attention and growing up, I always thought, man, I'm like, so selfish. What am I missing? Because I want like so much attention and yeah. But no, it's maybe just, it's not something necessarily to beat yourself up about, but to kind of be like, why do I? Yeah. Maybe I have something to say. Exactly. Exactly. But I love that. Yep. So if there's someone out there just feeling in a rut, honestly, I'm, I'm like asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just me. <laughs> yeah. um, but what, I mean, obviously this whole e-course is basically your word of advice for them. But if you had to yeah. give like one piece of advice that you know, if someone just feeling in a rut that wants to have their voice heard or wants to like, is there something in the e-course, maybe one thing that you can just, just one little piece of advice. Okay. Well, first of all, just accept that you're in a rut and that that's okay. Like, I think we always try to get out of where we're at, like, cause we don't want to feel that way. And we try to like rush it, but don't rush it. Just like accept where you're at. Um, one of my favorite, uh, inspirational speakers, podcasters, uh, Rob Bell says he calls it like liminal space. And there's a lot that can happen in that space creatively. Um, and personally how you can grow. So I feel like it's, it, it's happened for a reason. It's almost like a good thing that you need to embrace because there's like something good that's going to come out of it. So I would say just like to embrace it and take time to be quiet. Like, I love how you said you took a week off Instagram, like as an influencer, that's a lot of time. So like just cheers to that. Like you could do that. Um, but so be okay with being quiet. Like I recently, I was like on a run last night thinking like how great that would be just to take some time. You, you can't always just keep producing stuff. You have to give to yourself. So you need that time. So when, when you take that time, if you're in a rut, just to like be quiet and think about what it is you're really supposed to say, um, do things that make you, that fill you up. Um, maybe not being online, but like, or maybe, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, I just need to go to Pinterest to like get inspired by other pictures and things like that. But sometimes also that's not a good thing if I'm trying to like take a fast from right social mm-hmm. media or like what everybody else is creating so that I can create something new, but really just being quiet and like going and living and being in the moment and being present and like looking at things that are inspiring me, like actual things like the ocean or, you know, cause we live in Southern California and we can e- easily go to the beautiful place. But, um, but also, um, yeah, podcasts are a big one for me too, um, to get inspired and to hear from other people. So, um, yeah, I feel like just getting wisdom from other people that have been stuck before or that are doing something great because they've probably been through something like that. Totally in a rut. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be there. It's like, that's what I'm realizing. Yeah. It's hard for me to realize that because I've told Leif, it's like, I've always kind of, it sounds selfish, but I've always wanted to be the best, but almost just for myself. Like I just want to like work hard and make myself proud and be the best I can be. And when I feel like I'm anything less than that, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I feel so unfulfilled and so stupid. And I'm like, that's okay. I told Leif, I haven't taken a break from work in six years, literally. And because Instagram is work for me. And so it's like constant and it's like, that's not okay. Like I need to have that time to breathe. And so I think, yeah, 
I just, I want other people to know because I have friends who are like workaholics as well. And I just feel like I want people to know it's okay to take a break. And if anything, it can help you to then come back stronger. Yeah. No, the the person I was just referring to, Rob Bell, I was listening to his podcast and he said every six months he gets to this, he goes in this funky phase where he's like, what the heck am I doing? Yeah. What am I saying? I have have a podcast. What am I saying? And he's like, he literally is like what do I do for a living? What And he was like, every six months this happens and I just need to be quiet and I need to like, you know, put more into myself and then I can put more out into the world. And I was like, that is so true for any creator, for any person producing anything, you need to be able to be quiet and to, um, you know, fill yourself back up and like discover, okay, what's the next phase for me? So maybe you're kind of approaching like a new phase. Yeah. That's exciting. I definitely think I am. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way. I feel that like not, yeah. I'm like, my life is about to change. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I feel like I'm kind of ready for that next like phase of my life or my career. Your career yeah. I don't necessarily know what it is, but I do feel that something like that is coming. So yeah. it's funny that you say that. But, um, so I think that this e-course is going to be awesome for me personally. Like yeah, I'm, I'm so excited, excited to dive in. Same. And, um, I've already watched, I've just watched the intro video, but I'm super excited. So where can everyone find all the info for it and yes. get started if they want to? So the easiest place I would say is just to go to my website and click on courses. And my website is chrissypowers.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-P-O-W-E-R-S.com. And then at the very top, there's like a tab that says courses. And if you click on that, it'll go right to the course that's on Kajabi. And it's called the find your voice, a mindful approach to making your passions profitable. And if you use the code find your tribe, you'll get 15% off. Um, you can also just reach out to me on Instagram at Chrissy J powers. A lot of people are DMing me questions and things like that because, you know, um, having multiple ways to get a hold of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm usually hanging out on Instagram a lot. So Instagram or, you know, just you contact me through my website. So that's the the best way. So it's not necessarily only for someone who wants to be an influencer or a blogger. It's really for anyone, right? Because like you said, I mean, in this day and age, basically for whatever you do, you should have social media and be like marketing yourself online just because that's the way that people market themselves these days. Exactly. Like I even feel like if you're a therapist, you should still have an Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, like for your therapy or just posting quotes and things and a ways a way people can get a hold of you. Yep. Um literally any job. Any like job. Yeah. Yeah. like I've been working with this dentist and like he's starting to get into social media and you wouldn't think it's like what is he going to post but he yep. posts before and afters and things and that's how mm-hmm. he gets a lot of yeah. his clients now. So it's just like it's very necessary. <laughs> yeah, my doula was saying her gynecologist that she works with has an Instagram oh and I was gosh. like You're like what is he so posting? So many women. <laughs> yeah. He was posting all about like, you know, pregnancy and different questions that women have it's and like good. things yeah. that you yeah and it's just it really is it's such a way, great way to connect to your audience or customer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's awesome so basically for anyone who wants to just have their voice heard this is a great it's yeah really great tools aka everyone yeah because okay everyone that's <laughs> yeah. listening yeah. go purchase the course okay <laughs> yeah um okay so the, the code is find your tribe yeah for 15 percent off yeah Guys, take advantage of this. This is really, really awesome. Um, okay, is there anything else that we wanted to chat about? Is there any any last words, Chrissy? I don't know. Any other questions for me? I mean, my baby's still asleep. I mean, <laughs> you're a therapist, so I feel like we could have you here for another five hours. I know. I'm like, are we ready for my therapy session yeah. now? Yeah. I know. I'm like, clearly, clearly we need to turn the mic off, and yeah, we need to get into Let's our do trauma. Some more trauma work. Yeah. <laughs> no, no I think so it's fun. so good. Um, I loved what you had to say. I feel like people are going to be very inspired because I'm I know inspired. I am. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks um, so much for having me, you guys. Of yeah, course. of course. Well, go get the course, you guys. And thank you so much, Chrissy, for being on our podcast. And be sure to check out her podcast as well. It's Sure Babe mm-hmm. Podcast. Find it on the iTunes app or the podcast app. So many people literally don't even like... On my Instagram, we're like, what's a podcast? Like, yeah. where can I watch it? You're like, like on your phone. I'm like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> what do you mean watch it? 
I think, and didn't didn't we just hear that Android is finally coming out with like a podcast app? Oh, yeah. good, yeah. That's, that's one question so I don't usually know how to answer. We always get people wanting us to be put on Spotify, and Spotify is such a hassle. Oh, is are it? you on Spotify? I'm not. I'm on Podbean and iTunes. Yeah, okay. we we're actually working on getting ours on Spotify right yeah. now, but but it is it's more work than anything else has been. Yeah. So, but I I think that's the only one that. Androids can use. Oh, maybe that's why everyone's so, so ravenous about it. <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone asks. I'm like, literally, just go to your iPhone, click on the little yeah, purple icon. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's, on, it's yeah. already downloaded onto your phone. Yeah, you don't even have to download an app. Yeah. It's already just there. Yeah, seriously, cool. Okay, well, follow Chrissy. Tell them your Instagram one more my time. My Instagram is at Chrissy J Powers. Chrissy Powers was taken, so I had to add my middle initials. So. Classic. Yeah, I know. Chrissy J Powers. I've yeah. been wanting JC Marie for like yeah. five years and I can't get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on, Instagram. But you know, it's fine. Um, and then you guys can follow along with our podcast at What We Said Podcast. And we'll post every week when we have guests, we'll post like photos of them and just like things about them. And we also do a lot of polls and questions on our podcast Instagram um, for you guys to contribute so that we can uh, talk about the things that you guys want to hear and you guys can be like a part of the podcast more. So definitely follow along there. And we also have a blog um, on what we said podcast.com under the blog section. And we have new blog posts every Thursday. So go check that out as well. Um, we love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye. Bye.